Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. In this episode, I'll tell you the story of a local diver who just won gold in his discipline in Peru. Kelly Moore brings us that interview. And then I chat with Brian Doby, head coach of the Manitoba Bisons football team, as they get set to start their season on Friday. That's all coming up on the podcast. Winnipegger Alex Tiagale back home after capturing a gold medal in the young men's A category of the 2023 Pan Am Junior High Diving Championships, which wrapped up this past weekend in Lima, Peru. Earlier today, our sports director, Kelly Moore, he went down to the Pan Am pool, caught up with Alex and his coach Dallas Ludwig following a training session today. The smile says it all, doesn't it, coach? Oh, yeah. He's been working uh, really hard for this and had his sights set on it. Too humble to say it out loud to most people, but got that goal. I was just going to ask you, uh, as a coach, was that your expectation for Alex going into that competition, or uh, is this, uh, you know, maybe just a a little ahead of the development chart uh, type of accomplishment? I knew he could do it 100%. We didn't talk about it quite that explicitly. Again, he's a very humble guy, but I know he was thinking about it too because the text I got afterwards was, I did it. What was your mindset going in, Alex, uh, as the competition, you know, progressed, uh, you know, and you know you're getting closer and closer to your goal, uh, what kind of things are racing through your mind with each dive? Um, I mean, usually I try not to look at the scoreboard, but in high diving, after the first three dives, you're, like, rearranged, and so I knew I was at the top because they made me go last. So the pressure was built up going up for the last dive because I knew I was ahead of the, like, I didn't know by how much I was ahead, but I knew I was like I was definitely up there and in first. So I mean, the pressure was on, and I was nervous, but I managed to pull through with it. Yeah. Athletes sometimes have this process that they want to go through before each dive uh, to make sure that they're executing as perfectly as they want to. Uh, is that all part of your process as you're making your way up to the platform and then just before the dive itself? Yeah, I mean. When I'm, before I head up to the platform, I do a couple simulations, so just to get into my body and like start thinking about the dive. And then when I'm already up there on the platform, like when I'm at the edge, I usually take a few deep breaths to calm my like heartbeat down, and then just focus on like two or three key points of like what I want to achieve in the specific dive that I'm doing. Yeah. And so while this is going on, Dallas, do you, you know, it, sometimes coaches will say, you know what, it, there's a, there's a time to coach and there's a time to just step aside and let the athlete do their thing. Uh, so what was your approach uh, while this was unfolding? He's never been in this position before, so I mean. I think pressure is a privilege and sometimes you just need to see what you're able to do with that situation. He didn't know it. He did have a sizable lead. Uh, I Therefore, I wasn't that nervous. Sometimes you're way more nervous, but he had established such a big lead that I knew he could do it. How many competitors were uh, involved in this uh, particular discipline, Dallas? Yeah, they're the top divers from the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and Brazil. It is a newer discipline, so some of the other Pan Am countries aren't quite there yet. But we still had a good range of athletes uh, at different levels throughout all the countries that are are on board so far. So... Adding to the intrigue of all of this, uh, and Dallas and I were talking about this before we started the interview, uh, you bring a a brand new dive into your repertoire, if you will. Uh, Is that 
is that something athletes do? I always thought that, uh, you know, you uh, worked years and years to perfect a certain dive before you pulled it off in competition, but uh, this, this dive was, you had just learned it? Yeah, so I learned this dive actually in Peru a few days before the competition. Days? Yeah, a few days, that's correct. Um, it's a little more common in high diving because we, like here in Winnipeg, we don't actually have access to anything higher than 10 meter. So I do all my lead ups in preparation here. Uh, so like dives that will get me ready for the, the dive, I'm going to be trying there. And then sometimes I actually have to, like I've done this before where I've had to learn new dives at a venue and I just have to trust the training and like trust that I was prepared enough, yeah. Okay, so this being radio, uh, now I'm going to ask you to uh, to be a radio play-by-play -play guy. If you can, paint a visual picture, Alex, of the dive uh, itself that we're referencing. Okay, so the dive I'm referencing is called a reverse triple in the tuck position. So I'm standing forwards at the end of the platform. I jump forwards but spin backwards. So a lot of people refer to that as a gainer. Yeah. So then it would be like a triple gainer and in a tuck position. Okay, and then you have to hit the water clean with barely any ripple at all. Yeah, that's correct. Wow. And so uh, I'm going to ask you, Coach, uh, is this common practice uh, for your athletes to say, yeah, I've been practicing this for a couple of days. I've got a gold medal on the line. I'm going to pull this thing off. Well, we did discuss it. It was a deliberate strategy. And like he said, it does happen in high diving because historically around the world, there are only so many 15, 20, 27 meters that exist. And so most divers have to do this type of training. It has a totally different skill set. You have to be really adaptable, really brave. And also you have to know when to draw the line. So if it hadn't gone well, we did have a backup dive that he could use. Right. This was plan A, but if it didn't go well, we had a plan B. Obviously he was hoping for A, but he did this with this dive, learning it on the 20 meter in Montreal earlier in the year. You know, he, he arrived in Montreal, he felt good, he wanted to try the dive. He did the dive in practice. He did the dive a day or two later in competition. It was nothing short th than awesome. And we thought, okay, we're bringing it down from 20, down to 15 meters, same amount of rotations, just way higher difficulty. Yeah. Dallas Ludwig is the coach, and Alex Tiagli is the athlete who won a gold medal at the World Junior Pan Ams uh, less than a week ago in Lima, Peru. Uh, have you come off the high yet? And uh, how, uh, how soon is it before the coach says, okay, that was then, this is now, because as you know as an athlete, it's what have you done for me lately? I mean, to be honest, not really yet. I'm still celebrating. I'm yeah, still. I can the, tell by the yeah, smile. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm still like, just thinking about it. Just seems like so surreal. Still, like I'm. I still, honestly, like it just seems like unbelievable that I did it. But I know I pulled it off. Yeah. So what does this do for you, confidence-wise, now, uh, Alex, and going forward? Uh, I, I don't know what other competitions are on your schedule uh, later on in 2023 or early 24, but. Uh, I can imagine uh, that this has you feeling pretty good about what you can accomplish in future meets. Yeah, I mean, I usually have a lot of motivation for training and stuff, but I feel like this confidence booster just will let me just gain even more momentum going into this next year. Yeah. Dallas, uh, in terms of next year, uh, is the sky the limit for Alex? Absolutely, and never mind next year, we leave for Bosnia on Saturday. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Alex has actually been selected by Red Bull 
for a junior camp where he w actually it's not even a junior camp it's a step above a junior camp which he has done in the past he's been invited to train with the Red Bull athletes on the Red Bull platform off the bridge in Bosnia so we're headed there next week so now uh, just for those of us who aren't familiar is Red Bull the team or is Red Bull the sponsor and is that a big deal Red Bull Cliff Diving is its own World Series, okay. so they do several stops around the world each year, and this is the second last stop of the season, and so he's been invited to get right in there and get some experience up there on the platform. Uh, the Red Bull Cliff Diving Series is pretty much the pinnacle in this sport right now, so it's a really big honor. This is so awesome. Alex, how old are you? 17. 17. So you've just been to Lima. You're going to Bosnia. I mean, the world is kind of your oyster right now, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah. you could say that. Yeah. Is that one of the benefits of diving? I mean, I don't know if even if it's airplane, airport, pool, you know, repeat, rinse, or do you get a chance to at least experience some of the, the things that your sport and your athleticism has allowed you to do? Um, I mean, like, the destinations that I've been around the world already is, like, like absurd honestly like I'm 17 years old and I've been to like Peru I've been to Bosnia I've been to Fort Lauderdale for training camps like pretty much going all over the world for this yeah, yeah. just before we close things off I have a couple of questions for you guys uh, and thank you so much for taking time out of your training schedule to do this uh, I know our listeners really appreciate it but uh, Alex uh, I'm not sure when uh, you chose to make diving uh, something that you wanted to, to be your life's passion I can't imagine what it's like to stand up there on that platform and do what you athletes do, but how old were you when you got the bug, and was there anybody in particular who inspired you? Well, actually, I started in gymnastics when I was around four years old. I came from a gymnastics background, and I did that until I was about 11 years old. And then at 11, we had, like, our club fell out, kind of, and there was no men's program in Manitoba, and that's when I made the transition to diving in 2016. And then since then, I've been training diving, and then... I, I switched to just training high diving at the start of 2022. Yeah. In diving here in Manitoba, Dallas, uh, you as a coach know better than anybody that uh, uh, it's, a, it's a very uh, uh, rich and competitive and successful sport. But when someone like Alex Tiagli brings home a gold medal from the Pan Am Juniors. Coming up on Friday, the Manitoba Bisons men's football team will begin its season at home against the Saskatchewan Huskies. And the man who's coaching the Bisons, you know him well. His name is Brian Doby. Brian, how does it feel to have another season right around the corner? Wow. Uh, Groundhog Day. <laughs> it's exciting. We just came off the field and had our uh, post-practice you know, the usual head coaches were words of wisdom, but I was pretty emotional to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm speaking for everybody. We're, we're really excited. This group is, has worked hard for the whole past year and yeah, it, it, it's about to, to be kickoff time at seven o'clock on Friday night. So we're, we're, we're ready to go against one of the best teams in the nation. Yeah, the Canada West coaches poll is out today. UBC and Saskatchewan are tied for first place in that coaches poll. You guys are third. So do yeah. you like getting to start against a team that's above you, at least in perception in the overall view of the Canada West? I do. Uh, I, I really I really do. And that's partly what we talked about tonight, um, quite honestly. And, and that is, you know, I talked about starter season um, – you know, we're not the CFL. We don't play, you know, 18 games. We don't, 
uh, you know, we've got eight, and there's not much room for error. In fact, I'm a giant Blue Jays fan, and they have very little room for error. They're driving me crazy. So we don't have a lot of room for error um, in university football, in U sport, eight games. Um, but coming out of the gate, we're, we're playing what number two, number three ranked team in the nation, uh, University of Saskatchewan Huskies. They've gone to back-to-back Vanier Cups. They're the real deal. They've got most of their team returning. Uh, and and here we've got them coming into IGF. And uh, it, what a perfect way to start the season. Uh, you know, you – you don't talk about winning and losing and, you know, in, the, in, in just a pure aspect of it, you, you talk about process and, 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 you know, the way that you're going to approach things. And, but at the end of the day, um, it's a great opportunity uh, to, to go out there and, and, and be tested and see how good we are. And, and uh, if we knock them off, Wow, what a great start. And if you weigh that out, if, if they happen to win a game, well, they're supposed to. Not according to our program, but according to the polls. They're, they're supposed to. So uh, I'm excited about it. Our guys, our guys are ready to bring it on, and uh, I think it's going to be a great football game. And it's your only meeting against the Huskies this year. It is. And uh, yeah. it's at home. And then Alberta, UBC, Regina, Calgary, Regina, Alberta, Calgary. So a lot of... Uh, dual meetings but not saskatchewan just meet them once on labor day weekend with the bombers going over to saskatchewan for that meeting what do you think will be the strength of your team this season as you look at it heading into game one uh we're excited about uh jackson tachinski a quarterback uh i i think he's quite honestly i think he's one of the best athletes it's you know i've been here almost 30 years as head coach and i think he's one of the best athletes that we've, you know, ever had in the program. Uh, he's got a gun for an arm. He, he can flat out run. He's 6'4", 225, 227, whatever he is. Uh, he's really intelligent. He's driven. There's really nothing missing. So uh, I, I think, you know, quarterbacking has to be a strength, and I don't think we should shirk away from um, feeling real good about that. Uh, I, I feel that our receiver, our receiver group is, 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 you know, one of the best ones that we've had. Uh, AK Gasama, uh, is an all Canadian and, uh, um, he's extremely dangerous. Uh, I like our defense a lot. It's loaded with veterans, uh, and they're way hurt ahead of the curve. Defense usually, usually, um, can take a little time to mold together. They they're way ahead of the curve. Uh, they're 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 much more ready this year at this point than they were last year. They're another year older, another year more experienced. Uh, you know, I I I think our defense is pretty good. So I, I think it's a well-rounded team, quite honestly. You bring back what nineteen starters from last year? Yeah, I think that's the number. It's, uh, it's funny. I probably accounted at one time, and the number escapes me. But that sounds a that sounds about right. That, and that's and, what it know, says on GoBisons.ca, and they wouldn't lie to me, right? Oh, they would never lie. We're a university. We're all about integrity. We would tell the truth. So you got it. There you go. Um, you know, I, I, I think there's other things too. Other factors where we strengthen ourselves. For example, um, Nick Thomas, 
to people that don't know our team. And Nick, Nick Thomas was a first team all Canadian in 2021. So he's one of you know, two inside linebackers in the nation, one of the top two. Um, right off the hop in, in, in the 2022 season last year, he had the same injury that Nathan Rourke had. But remember, we're an eight-game schedule. Um, he was done for the season. So we were, we were missing one of the best defensive players in the nation. But he's, he's back. The scouts from Rough Riders drafted him. They released him, sent him back to us and uh, for one more year. And, uh, you know, so so things that people don't think about. We're we're a stronger team for some of those reasons. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, I couldn't resist talking about Nick Thomas, one of my all time favorite players. Well, that's understandable. We want you to to build up your team here. Tell us more about the stars that <laughs> we're going to be looking at here, and and could be looking at down the road in in the CFL. But I understand your your offensive backfield is going to be pretty deep this year. We had uh, Vaughn Lloyd on the show last week. What are you expecting from that group? Huh. I'm glad you mentioned his name. We we just named our captains tonight, and he's one of them. And uh, so so um, you're right. It is a deep group. It's an experienced group. Uh, and Vaughn was named a captain. It says a lot about him. He's not a starter. He's he's uh, Braden Stubbs is he gets first reps out of the gate, and uh, uh, he's a he's a really really good running back. Um, you know, and then you add Vaughn Lloyd to the mix. You add the like the pure power back in, in Noah Anderson, and it's a pretty good combination. They all offer up something different. Uh, it's like I alluded to the Blue Jays in baseball, but it, it's kind of like that. You're, it's like bringing in re- different relief pitchers each inning. Um, you're, you're seeing something different, and you have to adjust to it. So uh, I think that's what we've got with our running backs. And on defense, you you mentioned Nick Thomas, and and what else are we looking to see from from this group? Yeah, uh, so so our one glitch coming out of training camp, and you know, is, is we've had some key injuries on the on the defensive line. So we'll see we'll see how that how that plays out for us. So we're there's there's a couple of starters guys that would absolutely be starters uh, that that won't be playing on Friday night. That would probably be my one concern. But um, on the flip side of that, uh, we've got Colin Cornelson uh, starting at, at one of the tackles, and uh, uh, he was at Bomber Camp this year. He was drafted by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Um, he's an outstanding player. Uh, next to him, he's going to get his first start ever. He played at Grant Park a few years ago, and, Caleb Mackie McLeod, he's turning himself into a monster on the D line. Uh, He's, he's a guy, by the way, uh, like Colin Cornelson that I, I feel that will undoubtedly be drafted once his draft year comes still a couple of years away. But um, I think he's going to be the real deal. Tristan Francis at at rush end, um, athletic rush end and a really, really intelligent player. Um, and when we get our, you know, our injured guys back, wow! Um, I think we have one of the deepest defensive lines, not just in Canada West, in the, in the nation. And then behind them at linebacker, as I talked about, was was Nick Thomas, Isaac Dock, and at, uh, at at middle at Mac, uh, and and uh, Marcus Bakru, uh, kind of a quasi linebacker, playing out there uh, to the field at Sam. Um, all very older guys, experienced guys, guys that, that 
that have been there and done it. So uh, I think our front seven is going to be a, a pretty interesting group this year. How about special teams? I know you had Maya Turner kicking a bit yeah. in the preseason game and, and did her job very well. What's the plan there? Yeah, that's, uh, I'll tell you that in all sincerity, that has been one of the tightest uh, contested positions in camp. No exaggeration. We went into Regina. Uh, Maya hit uh, two field goals. I'm, I'm trying to remember. One was from just inside the 40. I think it was a 39-yarder. Uh, the other one, about 29, 30 yards. Um, Vinny uh, uh, DeRosa, who's a, actually a, a Winnipeg, a Winnipeg kid out of St. Paul's High School, but went to University of Saskatchewan, and he's now transferred back to us. Uh, Vinny hit a, a, a pretty long field goal. I think it was, I can't recall, you know, 46, 47 yards. Uh, Ethan Amon also connected on the field goal. Um, you know, they all punt as well. Um, coming out of the gates, we're going with uh, we're going with Vinny DeRosa. He'll be um, he'll be the starter in, in our kicking game on Friday night. They they all push each other. They've done a great job. And and I I have to tell you, um, and I need to say this, I feel it, that I do. Maya Turner uh, is not some political statement or some you know token person that we've added to the team because of gender. Not at all. She is a legitimate, focused, technical athlete who is right there it was that close i'm not kidding you it was that close in the decision so um you know and and hey even though it's a short season it's a long season and and uh at any position people are hoping to get their opportunities and hopefully maya will will you know get her shot as we progress through the season as well to show what she can do so saskatchewan what do they do well what do you have to do to beat them Wow. Uh, first of all, they're extremely well coached, and I mean that in terms of they're they're very um, they're very uh, consistent and disciplined in, ter- in terms of how they play their systems. You know, they play a lot of matchup defense, uh, offense. They're you know Scott Flory. I mean, all, all, what seventeen years or something in the CFL playing in that Alouette system when they were at their heyday. He's he's obviously taken the best of that and and moved it over to his coaching position at the University of Saskatchewan. So you're playing against really, um, you know, a, a really um, well-constructed uh, system. They, they they have a turnover at quarterback, so that's the big unknown. Uh, their, their quarterback, Mason Nias, uh, has graduated. In fact, he's coaching out at UBC um, of all the respect in the world for him. He's a great quarterback. I'm glad he's gone. So that's the big question mark. Uh, they've got, we have depth at running back. They might have the best, best depth in the country um, at running back. They're, they're loaded there. Uh, a really solid receiver group. Um, a lot of size in the receiver group. Um, one guy in particular, I want to say it was Vavra, number 88, is a big speed guy. Anyhow, they're, um, they've all been there and done it. Let's not forget that they've gone to two consecutive Vanier Cups, and, they're, and the guys that I'm talking about are veteran players. Um, defensively, they, I've talked about Nick Thomas at linebacker. 
they they've got uh, they've got Nick Weeb at linebacker who um, is a transfer from Oregon, uh, a great player. Uh, you know, I I think he's the best player in their defense. He's one of the best players defensively in the country of Canada. Um, I think he's a huge key to their defense. Their linebackers are all all very very good. Uh, I think their linebacking is the strength of their defense. Uh, but yeah, they're it's a veteran team, um, and you know, and like any team, whether it's the high school level, university level, the pro level. You, you need to learn to really win and, and, and learn the consistency of what, what it takes to win. They've proven that they, they know how to win, and, and that's really, first and foremost, what you have to beat with a team like Saskatchewan. Uh, you, you, know, you really have to find ways to impo- impose your will on a team that is used to imposing its will on its opponents. And, uh, it, yeah, so, uh, you know, I think – the adversity we have to overcome is is kind of really Saskatchewan's intrinsics. You know who they are, the way they the way they approach things, and the confidence they they have. You have to break that confidence and 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 then build on it. So, yeah, we're we're excited to to go out there and 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 put that into play. Well, Brian, we wish you the best of luck. Have fun this season, and uh, we're going to be at the game Friday doing our show live from the concourse. So, uh, have fun. That's awesome. Really looking forward to it. It's supposed to be fun. Can't wait. Can't wait. That's what it's all about. So, and listen, just so I've said it, uh, go Bombers. Uh, speaking of Saskatchewan, back to back with, with, you know, the Rough Riders and there are our friends right, right next door. Our locker rooms are 20 feet apart and we love them. want to wish them the best. So uh, go Bombers. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you over the You may not share our intellect, which might explain the